1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C. We
2: want the Rest in sight, A double you, lighting up the fuse. Sit back and enjoy the bubble. Which
1: we hear from John and Way. Where we're going, we don't need roads. And if the bus stops here, this thing might blow. Everything you hear, are
0: opinions of the show. Go to the Forbes, let them know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rewind a Dynamite, a very special edition of the show. I am John Pollock, and I am flying on my own this month as uh, Wei Ting is off making babies and keeping <laughs> us updated. So filling in tonight, joining me, a staple here at Post Wrestling, I'm talking about the Up Next crew of Braden Harrington, representing your throwback Toronto Blue Jays, and Davey Portman. Who looks ready for quake by the lake next week oh, hello, yeah. Davey.
3: <laughs> hello 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 wow
2: look at this it's bd elite and rewind a dynamite it is it's, it's wild I'm, have you formed a name yet uh i don't know it's not gonna be as good as quake by the lake i'll tell you that <laughs> yes. i mean rewind a bd elite is the easiest i guess i guess so we forgot really to roll off the tongue we didn't wear our sunglasses indoors uh, or at night uh, but i respect for the show well uh i, I do believe
0: uh waiting was uh texting me stating you know this this rewind to dynamite show it's all about uh talent chemistry and loyalty and <laughs> i don't know if me uh joining up with you guys for a trio's uh rewind to dynamite is gonna sit well with one Wei ting if he might uh, uh take up my knee or something when i'm when, I, when i'm not looking but uh here we are folks the uh the start of a very, very busy month. Uh, but how are you guys? I haven't spoken to you two either. In uh, Actually, Brayden, I hung out with you a couple of weeks ago. We met up for, uh, for coffee.
2: Yeah, you got me a Beebs Brew. That's right. You had Shout to explain people.
0: to me what exactly I was ordering because I've never gotten one of these.
2: The trick is Biebs Brew with uh, extra shot of espresso in it. That's the trick. Same with ice caps.
3: Extra Pretty shot. much everything. Extra, extra shot of espresso, espresso is always is good. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, we had a nice coffee rendezvous. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, that's right. I, yeah. And I saw you at yours a few weeks ago. That's right. That's right. You were over
0: here. Yeah. You were over here for a little uh, get together. Uh, Braden was unavailable, so I, I have I have hung out with you two individually, but not uh, collectively. So this will yeah. be fun. I'm I don't think
3: we've this. done an AEW show the three of us, have we? No, no, we have not.
0: Because um, usually Black. it is, uh, yeah. it's either like me away or uh, or just nothing. So yeah, it was uh, you two were my first call to come do dynamite. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, how I'm- do you, how do you guys find uh, this? To me, there's there's no show that I finish, and it's just a mad mad dash of a scramble before uh, we we go live right afterwards. I mean, this is a this is my most intense night of the week is taking notes for dynamite and then doing this show five minutes after.
3: Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I think both of us have started trying to chill on the notes with this show just yeah. because it's it's so relentless the whole thing. And sometimes you you look down to type one thing and you've missed something else it moves that quickly so i know we're we're kind of uh kind of moving away from like detailed notes because it's it it is hard this show especially like wwe just their whole pacing you've got so many replays and commercials and that kind of thing it's so easy to kind of keep up but dynamite it's as soon as the show starts and it's same having gone to a couple recently it's the same there You go to a WWE event, you can kind of walk around, check out the merch, go and get another drink. As soon as Dynamite started, you're not leaving your seat because it's just nonstop.
2: Yeah, the pacing of AEW is crazy. I mean, Excalibur was naming, what, 10 matches in the span of 10 seconds uh, yeah. earlier today?
0: <laughs> Th- this was on the high end of Excalibur plugs as he had with Battle of the Belts. I mean, he knew when he got to TV. He's like, God damn, we've got a card to push on Saturday on top of it. And we've got Quake by the Lake next week. So, my goodness, the man. Thankfully, he had that, uh, that Claudio to catch the video package to catch his breath and maybe get a sip of water uh, in-, in between plugs. But, yeah, it-, it was it was quite a lot that they had to get into. So, uh, we will get into, uh, all things dynamite, um, but off the top here, just want to let uh, everybody know of what is going on uh, on our end. And then I'll give you guys the floor as well to uh, to plug what you guys have coming up. But our G1 podcasts are going to be continuing on Friday. Bruce Lord is going to be joining me as we uh, continue to go through uh, now the second half of the G1. And then Sunday night, WH Park will be joining me to review not one, but two G1 events that he is going to sit through uh, with the two cards from Osaka. And we've got Will Ospreay and Shingo Takagi this weekend uh, as part of the G1. So a very highly anticipated. One uh, Friday night, Kate from Montreal will be with me for Rewind to SmackDown, and I'll also be doing a, a bonus show for patrons Saturday night, uh, going through Battle of the Belts three, which we now have a lineup for. But uh, for you guys, I know you're always uh, very busy. You've been dropping reviews of late of uh Goodfellas, lots of stuff <laughs> dropping on the up next uh, feed. But what what uh what do you guys have on the go?
2: I mean, yeah, if you want to know the true story of stacks and two dimes, you got to listen to us talk Goodfellas with John Cena, a true-blooded Italian. Uh, We chat all about the the classic. There's a lot of guys in that movie that recently died. There's clearly a hit out on mob movie guys in the late, so we thought it would be a good time to revisit that, but that was uh, last week. We have a whole schedule coming out now. So,
3: for those of you that might not know us, uh, we're up next. We do the NXT show every Tuesday, and we cover uh, AEW on BD Elite every Wednesday, and then We like to talk movies and TV shows and that kind of thing. So on our Patreon, uh, we have a show called Up Yours, where our uh, top subscribers get to pick something for us to review. And it can be anything. So we did do Goodfellas last week. We just recorded a show today with Rob McDonald, who I see lurking in the chat right now, uh, of Man of Steel. That kind of added to our whole uh, Batman reviews we were doing. And coming up later this month, we're going to have... Our man Neil Flanagan, who I'm sure you're all familiar with, for A Few Good Men. Yeah, a,
2: a, a strange pick for a wrestling podcast, mm-hmm. but we're about it. I
0: and just watched that last, it was like a month or two ago. It was on TV, and I ended up just watching the whole thing because I'd never seen A Few Good Men. So it's still in my immediate recall.
3: Well, we, we hope for your feedback. Yeah, John. you
2: can't handle the truth, John.
3: Um, and then kind of to to round up this month for movies, we've got uh, uh, sorry, uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Jackie Chan. and But we had such a successful shark week last week. Yeah. We, we wanted to kind of keep on that wave.
2: We ce- celebrate the whole animal kingdom.
3: Absolutely. And this month, August 19th, is National Orangutan Day. Duh. So we thought Obviously. it was the perfect time for us to talk about Dunstan Checks In. A classic 1996 orangutan
2: in a hotel featuring... Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. I mean, what more could you ask, really? Yeah. So we're, we're all over the place with the movie reviews uh, there. But maybe that's not your bag. We also do wrestling. Yeah,
3: if you like wrestling, we kind of talk
2: about that too. <laughs> we, 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 do, we, we do the retro NXT reviews as well. Was next? We go back. Right now we're in 2013. So really the start of the, the real fun era of NXT. Sami Zayn
3: is challenging Bo Dallas for yeah. the NXT title where we're at right Sasha now. Sasha
2: Banks just became the boss uh, yeah. as well. The cesaro Sammy feud is awesome. Uh, and then also this month, a best match ever, Rey Mysterio. We're celebrating the 20 years of Rey in the WWE. We're going to look and rate, dissect, review all the top, ray mysterio matches and a little bit of a playlist podcast there that we like
3: to do so we do a lot of stuff and then to tie in with uh nxt heat wave we're going to be looking at ecw heat wave from back in the day
2: 1998 mm. yeah good one so, so yeah we do
3: a lot we, lo- we do a lot of podcasts we're not stuff. doing the g1 this year john yeah, like we we tried it's it it's not really working for us so we want to watch orangutan movies and ray mysterio yeah how's so master how
2: Wato doing
0: well, he's not in the
2: G1 Braden,
0: so thanks. <laughs>
3: thanks for keeping
0: up on, uh, all of our shows and supporting us. Uh, so if you want, uh, you can go, uh, t- take out a personal loan and then go to patreon.com slash up next and post Sign yourselves up and everything from the G1 to orangutans, uh, will be covered, uh, on, on a monthly basis. You will have the best stories when you get together with random friends and say, Hey, do you remember a few good men? Because, It's a bit overrated.
2: (laughs) Wow. We're a few good men here right now. Yeah. There you go.
0: All right. Uh, That plug was great because it gave me time to go post the uh, feedback thread up in the forum, which I had forgotten. So we will be going to Super Chats later, as well as the uh, forum uh, for your feedback on tonight's Dynamite. But we do have a couple of news items before we get into the AEW review. And today, uh, AEW dropping a press release that not only are they working with Ukes, but also THQ Nordic which is kind of the remnants of what was THQ, but kind of uh, removed from it. Uh, they are working together to release this much-anticipated video game. Uh, we got a teaser of it, and then I guess this trailer also got out, whether it was supposed to or not. Um, have you guys had a chance to uh, look at any of this? And sort of what's your your interest level? Because you guys uh, keep up with like the WWE franchise, so I'm relying on you guys for what your interest level is in this video game of what you've seen.
2: Yeah, I mean, we play 2K. We skipped the one before, but the latest one was pretty good. We love downloading the created superstars of AEW superstars anyways and play all... We've pretty much turned our game into an AEW game. Yeah, we've changed all that stuff because we download all the games. But this one is interesting because I don't know if it's a hot take, but I think Here Comes the Pain is the best wrestling game. I'm sorry. I think it's better than No Mercy. You can double stack tables and shit. But... The same people that worked on that game are making this game and then the 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 footage comes out and this trailer comes out and they're showing us mini games and hey intergender matches and an exploding barbed wire death match in it but i'm i'm not sure if it's looking like here comes the pain with here comes the pain graphics but it's looking like that tna game
3: yeah i i mean i think either way we're getting the game Probably. Yeah, like, you're, t- you're getting my money. It and- it's on the Switch and it's on PC as well as all
2: the other platforms. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone who's got any sort of gaming thing that is into that can easily get it.
3: I recently got a Switch. I think that, that'll that be it. I'll pick it up mm. for the Switch. Why not? Um, it's going to be things like uh, the career mode and stuff like that. See how interesting the story is. Because I think when I think back to both No Mercy and Here Comes the Pain, they had like pretty strong career modes. From what we've seen of the actual gameplay... I don't. I, I agree. I, it doesn't look like anything kind of updated from what we've been used to in the last fifteen years with these games. Like, I, I think the graphics on wrestling games are still way, way behind anything else. Like, yeah. if you're looking at your other sports games, NBA. your Fifas, your your NBAs, your Maddens, all that, it's it's a, in a different league. And that kind of is what hit me. And the mini games do look rather cheesy. Like, it depends how they're incorporated. Like, I just want to. I just want to button bash and play. And yeah. Uh, so I don't know what that's all about, but
0: well, well, no. well, Britt Baker did mention that in the, in the spot that, look, I learned all of this so fast and I didn't even have to do all these button combinations. I right, mean, it was a very, very, very subtle, natural description of how easy this game is to play. Do either one of you feel that with where pro wrestling is today, obviously you want to replicate like the modern style as much as possible that lends itself to video games, but is it almost so far ahead for some of these engines to, yeah, just to be able to to replicate what you, you see in the ring, or do you think that's that's not really
3: an issue at all? I, I've like I don't have so much of a problem with the uh, like controls of the previous games. Like I, I feel I pick them up, I can do cool moves pretty quickly. It's it's the it is the story mode and that kind of thing for me, and and just the graphics. It still does look like PS2, PS3 graphics <laughs> some of the time. Uh, when 2K20 came out, some of the things they showed, yeah. compared to these older systems, look worse. And, and that's a big thing where I think if it really wants to kind of be a proper deal, it needs to keep up with the rest of the industry. I feel like they were jumping the gun. I know obviously people wanted an
2: AEW game right away, and this company's been around three years, and I feel like it You know, you probably could have took time to to work on it for like some of the newer systems. But again, this is just from all like video clips of it and stuff. But they're still getting our money. We're still gonna try it out and and hopefully play online. They said up to like thirty people in a one match or something crazy for like online stuff. So hey, I'm still like gonna give it a chance. Obviously because Cody is still in it. Oh, is he? (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) They said he's already made and everything. So they're like, Do we keep him in or not? But Yeah, uh, I I still think it'll be fun, but people wanted a wrestling game and then they show clips of like an AEW Mario Party mini games Mm. and it's like, okay,
3: it could be fun, but at the same time. What I want to know is, is the exploding uh, barbed wire death match, is it accurate? Yeah. is it yeah is it AEW revolution accurate it's like just i blow want, up your screen i want the booze i want the little puffs of smoke yeah, coming sparklers. out yeah. you get to go
0: into the options at the beginning realism on or off
3: no matter who you're playing with eddie kingston runs in and dies regardless <laughs> just saving the yeah. day
2: that's exactly how they should do it yeah what other AEW gimmick matches should they put in there like they have blood some and guts. blood and guts okay. i guess that's too crazy to put in now um but. Yeah, dumpster match after tonight. Dumpster match would be good. Coffin match, mm-hmm. shark cage, barbed wire, everything match. Mm-hmm.
0: There's it's not right. a shortage of them.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> um,
0: no, it's obviously. I think there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of promotion around this game, and as we've seen, like this is this is something to me that can. Uh, expose you to, to a whole different fan base that might not follow your product like we have seen the success that you know the WCW NWO games had and with all the various WWE games I mean this is to me how you tap into a different audience that isn't watching so it's and they've invested a ton into this. So I think it's going to be a major, major project for AEW, and I think it's critical that this is received well. Um, So we will rely on you folks for uh, reaction whenever this game comes out. They have not put out a release date yet. Uh, Raw on Monday night did 2,230,000 viewers. So this was the most watched Raw since the very first week of the pandemic, which was the empty arena Raw with Steve Austin shouting at nobody uh in the in the performance center and doing a 0.61 in the demo. So their second highest of the year. Obviously the first hour was helped a lot by being commercial free. It ended up being the most watched hour of any hour of raw since february of 2020. So I think Davey this had a lot of factors going for it, not just uh the commercial free hour, but I think SummerSlam was pretty well received by people and overall it's it's the curiosity over what is this program going to look like and it's certainly week 1 um of a full raw kind of under Paul Levesque's vision uh, was a big success numbers wise.
3: Yeah, I mean I'd say it it worked for me. I was one of those people. I I watch Raw this Monday all the way through, and I can't say I normally do that. I'm hmm. normally watching some stuff we've got to record, or I might have it on in the background or cooking or whatever, but I watch the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, you do notice the improvements. Obviously, kind of the focus on Champa on this week is a big one of them, and, and the buzz off of a really well-received SummerSlam. I'll tell you why all these people watched, just like me.
2: EO Sky. She's finally on the main roster. It's someone. It's a it's a wrestler that I that I like follow and love so much that I will watch the product that I don't watch because she's a character. I think they've been just keeping ready. And if this whole Triple H regi- whatever is is it going to work? Cool. But the Io Shirai changed to EO Sky. It's okay. EO Sky gets me high too. But I, I'm I'm interested to see where they go with this. I haven't watched any of this stuff. I watch the 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 Ples as mm. the kids call it now. And I feel like they've been putting on some pretty good shows. So, like, if this is a start in the right direction, is a seeing where they can go, then, yeah, I'll, I'll start to watch Raw.
0: Will the next 2K game feature a tractor option? <laughs>
3: yeah, that would be pretty cool.
2: I, I was into that.
3: I was sports entertained by, by the tractor. <laughs> um, yeah, hope so. Cowboy Brock. On a tractor. Logan
2: Paul's in the new game, right? He is, yeah. yeah okay, sweet. I'm going to make him he, WWE. He's a champ. downloadable, I think. Yeah. I'll make him WWE champ because in like the next year or two, he probably will be yeah. WWE champ.
0: Uh, it was also uh, good news for NXT 2.0, which did uh, their highest viewership in uh, since June the 7th with 649,000 viewers, a 0.15 in the demo. So they finished all the way up at 7th among cable originals. Um, very good showing for NXT. Um, their 18-34 to 34 audience, though, was down 25% this week. But uh, overall, I would still view this as a positive for NXT 2.0. And do you guys sense, like Braden, that this is just a carryover of all the changes at WWE and NXT benefited from that too, because they also experimented with the commercial free aspect for the first half hour of NXT for the, the women's tag title match.
2: Yeah, they used that time pretty good. They made like pretty much the whole first hour, just a lot of wrestling and a lot of things on TV. So I I did think that was a cool like take. And if it's kind of dragging on from what's happening with changes and stuff, we noticed there was a, a big, bigger focus on the wrestling NXT 2.0 hasn't been my cup of tea since this whole change but I will give them the credit in the last little while in the last few weeks leading up to some specials there are bits and pieces like if you if you cherry pick different things there's some matches that like are just cracking but like a lot of the time there's all these other segments with silly gimmicks and mathletes and lucha guys and all this stuff but if you if you watch the whole show I still think it should go back to to 1 hour because lately it's just feels like they throw I don't know how many segments in one show, but it's a lot, man. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a, too it's a much. long two hours. It's too much because, like, it, there's so much that they throw at you during these times, and it's trying to get people over and, and new characters a lot of the time, and it, it can work, I think, in a condensed form. But uh, with the the announcements and changes and Triple H and all this stuff, like, yeah, maybe we will be seeing this focus be good for this thing. Maybe this this 2.0 paint like had we had to get through that like grittiness and get through to maybe where it can be pretty good. The talent coming through right now, like we do the show every week, but like the Creed brothers, both guys, future tag champs, we say Julius, future huge WWE star, Carmelo Hayes, he's awesome. Tiffany Stratton, like some of the class they have right now, I could
3: see going pretty far and becoming pretty big deals in wrestling. Absolutely. And I think, I definitely feel some of that rating has to do with the kind of new regime, especially with Triple H being so, like connected with triple, uh, with nxt over the years yeah. um but i think if there were people tuning in for the first time in a while maybe it wasn't a bad show last night and and you could they kind of dialed down you okay you still had the schism and the superhero joke you notice
0: that they're back to the dyad this week they were they were identified yeah. as the, as the dyad yeah, on the said uh, it. i uh, think on, it's, on the graphic
3: I think the three of them are the yeah. schism. Yeah, get the get, it, get the, the net, John. It's like <laughs> the you got t- House of Black, and then you got kings <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of the Black it's the it's the different names for the the
0: So they have a name as a trio and a name as a ta- as a tandem as the tag yes. team.
3: Yeah, and they all dress
2: like they work as servers at different restaurants <laughs> uh, at the same time. But uh, creepy Joe, by creepy Joe Gacy, creepy Joe Gacy is uh, who likes yeah.
0: pineapple on his pizza. Did you hear that line?
2: Someone yelled that at him and now yes. he has tweeted and saying he absolutely does not. And that's just another reason for me to think Joe Gacy is trash right now. So <laughs> uh, I'm not taking don't at me, but look, if you don't like fruit on your pizza, then why are you putting tomato sauce on it? It's also Boom. a fruit. I'm team braiding mm-hmm. on that argument. Wow. Dirty dirty Hawaiian John. Dirty Hawaiian Hawaii. Yeah, the way yeah, to yeah. yeah. The 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 pineapple, the ham or the bacon or whatever, and then the Jalapeno. jalapenos to give it the mm. spiciness as well. Boom.
0: Uh, Final thing I wanted to ask you guys with um, you know a lot of uh, AEW stuff coming coming up uh, both with their Canadian debut and uh, I know you guys are planning to go in September what is your what are your travel plans when it comes to uh, AEW shows in the next uh, couple of months.
2: So, I mean, yeah, there's some crazy, Buffalo? yeah, crazy. Davey just messaged me the other, or told me the other day, oh, I got second row for Buffalo. So You're I guess are going to Buffalo. <laughs> yes. I guess we're going to Buffalo. We,
0: we should have coordinated this because we're going to.
2: <laughs> nice. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. hey, wave to us More. in the second row. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to Britain? Well, I'm going to Buffalo.
3: I'm opting out of Grand Slam. Uh, gotcha. They're coming here. So, you yeah. uh, know, I'm doing Grand Slam as well. And then we're, we're going to try our best for tickets in Toronto. Yeah, I mean,
2: this is a great time to let any Toronto area listeners know, like, if you're planning on going to AEW, we're planning on doing a Poison Party, baby. We're looking to have something going on. We have some fun ideas for both the Wednesday and Thursday down in Toronto. So make sure you follow us on the socials for any announcements in the near future. But, uh, yeah, we're excited for AEW coming to Toronto, finally. Oh, yeah. two nights as well. You can see us in the graphic. You can. You literally can see our building in the graphic. We're excited. Well, there
0: you go. All right. Well, uh, keep keep it tuned to that for for any plans about uh, any ideas that we have uh, for for the Toronto shows. But tonight's show was in Columbus, Ohio, and on commentary tonight it was Excalibur Taz and Tony Schiavone for the first hour of the show, and we kicked things off uh, with Orange Cassidy and Jay Lethal. And I'll let you take it away, Braden. <laughs> <laughs> Orange Cassidy comes out to a a very strong reaction and he stops the lethal injection early on. And then lethal is crawling up the ramp as Sutnam Singh walks out and lethal sends orange Cassidy rolling down the ramp when the best friends walk out. And Trent is sitting on top of Chuck Taylor's shoulders with with a big jacket around them uh, so that they're towering over Sutnam Singh. And this was uh I, I found this to be very, very entertaining. It's, it's, it's the
2: little rascals. It, yes. It's, two it's, tickets,
3: one ticket to a rated R movie, please. Uh, Remi- Braden offended a girl by telling her she looked like <laughs> two children sat on each other's shoulders yes. wearing a raincoat. Oh. So I laughed. I laughed big time. She did not find that funny. Friend. No. No. Uh, no. I'm surprised. I thought <laughs> I thought
0: that would be a winning line.
3: But no, I, I, I've been. Uh, they've been making me laugh recently. The best friends with this and the the cheating with the chainsaw the other week. I I, I laughed that one. <laughs> the, the yeah, best. the I, we're gonna
2: cheat thing was funny, but this was definitely next level, little rascals. <laughs> <basketball. laughs>
0: so jay, jay lethal then stomps on orange cassidy's ankle and hits a running drop kicks uh with the ankle in between the steps and through the break lethal is controlling it the whole, whole way he applies a figure four and cassidy gets to the rope break turns into a stun dog millionaire and then uh counters the lethal combination and Orange Cassidy rolls out of the way of Lethal who is on the top waiting for the elbow drop and we see a deep impact DDT then a satellite DDT by uh by Orange Cassidy and he sets up for the orange punch but his leg gives out as he's going for the orange punch and he just collapses. Lethal uh, tries to grab him, and there's a counter into a beach break for a two-count, goes for another orange punch, but his knee is clipped in midair by Lethal, who goes for another figure four, ducks an orange punch, and then one final kick to the knee sets up the Lethal injection, and Lethal pins Orange Cassidy in 12 minutes and 18 seconds. Uh, how did you like the opener, Davey?
3: I. Uh- it was it was fun I orange is just getting the the greatest reactions all the time at the moment and um yeah I thought I thought it was pretty good uh, back and forth I loved that kind of uh, counter into the beach break I thought was it uh, was pretty cool um but yeah quite a surprising outcome I think you've just had Jay lethal kind of come off the Samoa Joe feud and he's coming. He's getting the Ric Flair last match rub. Yeah, I, I guess so. Like the uh Orange seems to be on a, a bit of a roll as well at the moment. So I was quite surprised to see Jay Lethal win here, and I, I think that's actually a pretty big win for him.
2: I guess they're going to move him into some other story, considering he's getting the big win. I'd say it's a pretty big upset over over Orange for sure. And I feel like the crowd now are singing Jane more than they're singing Judas mm. at these shows week by week, which is a a great thing to hear, but uh yeah I, I enjoyed this stuff and I, I was shocked that Orange took the loss, but the lethal injection looked pretty good I, I like
0: the match a lot um obviously like they're they're setting up lethal for Wardlow this weekend um I, I would be careful with like beating Cassidy as as often as they have been uh, of late because to me he is someone that has you know i I think since the Osprey match like he has been perceived at an even higher level that, than prior but Um, Has suffered a a bunch of losses here, but I mean, the character also sort of is bulletproof in a a certain sense uh, on top of that. Uh, Dutt and Singh enter the ring, and this is where they bring up Wardlow's run in on Rampage and warns Wardlow that he's going to break Orange Cassidy's leg. So the best friends run down, followed by Wardlow, and Dutt says that Lethal is not going to face Wardlow now. He just had a long, grueling match, so Dutt sets up the challenge for Battle of the Belts 3 on Sunday, and Wardlow surprisingly accepts this and we will get Ward low against Jay lethal on Saturday. Um, so there you have it. That's our setup. They had a recap of uh Ricky Starks losing to hook. And then uh, the big segment on the show, the undisputed elite are out to Adam Cole's music. And Cole explains that it feels great to be back with his friends. He is still not medically cleared. And while he was off, he had time to assess what works with the group and what they can work on, citing himself multiple times as the leader of the group. They have chemistry and spades, talent, and loyalty. And Cole came to AEW because of the Young Bucks, and he traveled all over the world with Fish and O'Reilly and brings up this trios tournament. And he would love for the undisputed elite to win this first tournament, but if he and Kyle O'Reilly are not cleared and the Young Bucks are not going to pick Bobby Fish then they just can't do the tournament. But then he composes himself and says, I didn't word that correctly. You won't be physically capable of doing the tournament as Kyle O'Reilly and Fish attack the Young Bucks. Cole joins in. They beat down Cutler. And then in the ultimate cutaway of the year, they go to this poor child in the crowd that is bawling their eyes out at the implosion of the undisputed elite. This poor child just in tears, and then Hangman Page makes the big save running down, and they clear the ring of O'Reilly, Fish, and Cole, and Hangman helps Matt to his feet before exiting as the uh, the long road back to uh, Hangman Page and the Young Bucks friendship has uh, taken another step here. But this was obviously the big segment on the show with the, the breakup of the Undisputed Elite.
2: The Undisputed Elite breakup, but the Hung Bucks reunite, so... I mean, and Excalibur called him that. As the, well. hung the Hung Bucks, and I mean those those butterfly pants by Hangman. It's because the the monarch butterfly is dying out. Apparently. That's right. He tweeted yeah. about it earlier. So hey, you know, save, Hangman always looks good. Save that butter. Save those butterflies. Uh, but yeah, I, we we could see the turn was coming. It kind of was written on the wall. The crowd were kind of torn because they still want to cheer for Cole and Red Dragon, but then you're supposed to now side with the Bucks in their like kind of baby face turn, but I thought it worked great, but that cut, that camera cut of that kid—oh, it's new
3: Mizgo. Oh, I've been know, sending like... it to
2: random people just, just to, just to do it. It's just so great. This poor kid. Apparently, the kid's fine now. The dad okay. found out it was trending, so he took a selfie with his son and said, "Hey, we're ha- we're He's having good. a good time now. He's all right. We're good." This right. was
0: not a child that was just looked sad. This no. kid was like angry oh, crying. Yeah, it was like it was intense. Just to see this kid. Like I, I I couldn't imagine like having this level of reaction. Like it really does tell you the uh, the impact that such a turn could have.
2: You love to see it. I feel I feel like
0: <laughs> Of course we could have gone right in the middle where he had just asked his dad for popcorn and it's like, no, we're not getting popcorn. <laughs> and this had nothing to do with the angle at all. He was just crying and throwing a fit.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I felt the kind of uh, injuries maybe sort of took away from this moment a little bit because it's felt a little start stop. Um but I, I'm glad they've done the turn. it's it's uh, it's gonna make this trios tournament way more interesting and sure it's another belt. but I think having a big feud attached to this uh, this tournament, although it might kind of telegraph what the uh, all out match is going to be, uh, I think it kind of makes the titles feel a bit more important that it, a big story is attached to it. Right the trios. The yeah. Would it be the final, the final be the two teams? You'd, You'd assume so. Like there's a yeah. whole
2: bunch of trios, but that does make sense. Pro- providing,
0: I, providing like Cole and O'Reilly are all set to go, but you, you got to start this tournament pretty soon. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're, you got a month until the pay-per-view. So um, I would, I would think this tournament has to start relatively quickly because there's no shortage of trios that you can put into this tournament, but this certainly does somewhat, uh, outline the direction that, that they're going, whether the finals or the first major program for the belts after.
3: It also potentially does the reverse of the initial tag pairing of Kenny and hangman going against the bucks. Cause now Kenny's going to come back and mm-hmm. potentially hangman and the bucks are now they're cool champions. And yeah. he's well, left on the outside. It's
2: okay. Cause Roddy's going to leave diamond mine. Cause he was having car trouble last night. They said, and he'll eventually join the undisputed elite. So then it's four on four. There you go. Book it. Eventually. Over the
3: trio style. Yeah.
2: Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Freebird rule, you know? I love the guy in the crowd with the sign that said, Kyle O'Reilly still fears Von Wagner. Because <laughs> he's just out it was there. There's also a come, Tuesday, come sh- Tuesday sign as well, wasn't it? <laughs>
3: good, you know, good, glad to see people are starting to recognize the incredible wrestler <laughs> that is Von Wagner.
2: Book him as Logan Paul's
3: man uh, heavy. Or his like long-term rival. To
0: it. Yeah. Or just uh, have a conversation with the two of them for 10 minutes. That would be
2: enlightening. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to see that. <laughs>
0: John Moxley's in the back. He doesn't care who wins between Jericho or Yuta tonight, but that's not a stock answer. He really does not care because when the bell rings, I have no respect for anyone. No matter the day, I'm trying to hurt my opponent and paint the canvas with their blood. There's no days off for me. And that's why I'm the best at this. And when Blackpool combat club is done, they're going to make the heart dungeon look like a daycare and they better be ready for next week because this is my life and it's not a game when they step in with me. So, it was a great promo.
3: I love the dungeon daycare line. That was really good. Mox is awesome, yeah. and I I love that he's like, hey, this is the sport. The sport is we beat someone up until they lose. And it's it's the the thing I hate in wrestling is ah, oh, they just want to have fun. I always think back to that Bailey Alexa feud where it's like a kendo stick on a pole ma- match, and Bailey just didn't want to use it because she's a a hugger and doesn't hurt people. It's like no, your job is to hurt someone, and win the match, and yeah. Mox summed it up perfectly. Mox doesn't care. He don't care. Honey Badger don't care.
0: Paint the canvas with their blood. Just go for for death.
2: Imagine a daycare service in the old dungeon house, though. That would be pretty cool.
0: (laughs) It probably wouldn't be. (laughs) Shivani is with (laughs) Christian Cage in the back, and he's explaining a jungle boy was raised by terrible human beings, and then all of a sudden this speeding car drives into the arena, and Jungle Boy has to be withheld by security, Christian Cage says, I want him arrested. Completely justifiable, in my my opinion. Like, Christian Cage, absolutely. Like, this is, in any court of law, this man would be, would be charged
2: oh, immediately.
3: He's... I mean, Christian said on TV last week he was going to murder him. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Christian playing the ultimate twisted heel because it, right before the car, he's like, I can't believe Jungle Boy dragged my personal life into this. Like, <laughs> how could he stoop so low? And then the car just swerve it, it reminded me of the rikishi hitting <laughs> yeah. stone cold but uh
3: this was he almost murdered him on on tv it's what they've given jungle boy an edge and it's definitely working yeah. this week and last week and he needs to do more stuff like this every week it's just, just constantly trying to run over christian
2: if you're so driving well. around town and you see some guy wearing an evil turtleneck like that mm. wouldn't you just want to
0: <laughs> no that's illegal Braden. you you'd go to prison for that you cannot have that thought in your head <laughs> Thunder Rosa and Tony storm against Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie hater. They're double teaming hater in the corner. They go through the break. Uh, storm hit a tornado DDT to Baker on the floor and then a high cross on hater. And she then followed with an Alabama slam and landed hater. Like this was the lightest Alabama slam. You're going to see hater then, uh, hits a double suplex onto Storm, Baker and thunder Rosa. They were in this, uh, quite a bit together. Uh, There's a lariat and stomped uh, delivered to Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa makes the big save, which is pretty effective because there was a close-up of the cover. So you you didn't see Thunder Rosa coming until she broke it up. And then from there, a Uranagi backbreaker by storm onto Hader all four are down. And the crowd is really getting into the match by the, uh, the last couple of minutes here, Baker and Hader hold onto each other's wrists, but they lose their grip and each are hit with released Germans by thunderstorm. And then Tony just hits her hip attacks back and forth in the opposite corners, goes for one final hip attack, but she got greedy and she hits Thunder Rosa by mistake. And Hater capitalizes hitting Thunder Rosa with a, clo- or sorry, hitting Tony with the clothesline and with Tony distracted she eats the cover in 12 minutes and two seconds and this will set up jamie hater getting a women's title shot against thunder rosa at battle of the
2: belts damn the hater maker yeah is what she hit it looked like the rainmaker the spin and everything like obi-wan in that show when he did it. <laughs> yeah. uh there was this crazy drop kick in this match who did that thunder rosa, thunder rosa? breaking up the pin yeah that was like yeah yeah this was when it was the, the close-up yeah it came out Ooh. of nowhere. It looked like she, not yeah, in the like back it, of
3: the head. I was worried, and then Hater taking those hip attacks. Right after, attacks. It's, yeah, uh, there yeah, were there I, were some I, rough I, points. I I found it. First of all, it was interesting. This was in the first hour, it not 9.30, it the usual 930 <laughs> slot. Um, and I don't know whether that's because Brit is considered a bit bigger of a star, uh, her being earlier, and it's been a while since we've seen Brit uh, wrestle. I feel, um, but for the last few weeks, I feel there's been this kind of. Uh, pattern with the women's matches where before the commercial break, it's kind of not connecting and crowd are disengaged. And there's actually a bit of kind of rough moments like the Alabama slam in this match. And then after the break, it really picks up and they really get the crowd on board, especially this match. Um, And I felt that's been the case for the last few weeks with the women's division. I I really like. by the end of this match, I got really into it and I thought Mm. there was some really uh, cool near falls and breakups at the end. I was a little worried for Jamie Hayter. It looked a little rough at times, um, but I actually really enjoyed this one by the end. Yeah,
2: I like all four of them. I feel like AW keeps putting the, those women's slots at this in the same bunch at 9.30 mm-hmm. or whenever they do it, so it felt like refreshing for them not to do that. Maybe that's a Madison Rain change mm-hmm. uh, starting tonight, maybe, perhaps, with the news coming. But, I mean, I thought, like you guys said, it, it really got pretty good towards the end of the last like five minutes was like non-stop and uh i guess teasing already I, I we've been saying on our show week by week like is this thunderstorm just put together for the fun name are they gonna last just as long as y2aj because here she she's hitting thunder with her own bum attack yeah
3: they it, it wasn't a mini- an immediate breakup though they were yeah. comforting each other at we'll the see. end but yeah we'll see
0: the forecast doesn't look good. Oh, <laughs> oh!
3: What do you uh What do you think of the t shirt, John? Thunderstorm. The sand- oh, the sand-
0: sandbagging. <laughs> I I didn't even catch their shirt. Have they made sandbag shirts?
3: So Thunder Rosa was wearing a shirt that said like sandbagging since 2014. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Showing that's. It <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I I guess yeah, sure. Like own it, um, and. You know, people buy that, I guess, ironically. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to start. Bob
3: will buy one won't he? Yeah. I feel that, <laughs> that Alabama slam. No,
0: <laughs> I, I felt after that, the, the promo they did in the back about the sandbagging. I was like, OK, we're, we're kind of beating this joke into it. It, it just doesn't really fit in, in like the, sh- the context of the show of like what it even uh, means. But I guess they're having their fun with it. So why not? If you can make a few bucks off of uh, the joke, have at it. Sammy Guevara and Ty conti they have a video here uh, going back to their engagement announcement in June in France. And they are not here this week because they are off getting married. And boom, we just cut mid-video to Eddie Kingston asking, what are we doing here? This is a wrestling show. Nobody cares that they're getting married. And warns Guevara that he's got a receipt coming. And he has signed the contract that Tony Khan sent him and reminds him that money won't buy health trust me and tell Sammy to sign the contract and he will see him at the pay-per-view with Excalibur confirming that the match is set up for all out.
3: Yeah, this feels a bit of a backstep for Eddie. I think like Sammy Guevara is fantastic, but coming off of the Jericho feud, which, uh, it, it really still didn't feel finished to me, even after that barbed wire match to go to Sammy. It just feels a bit of a step back, especially for the pay-per-view. Um,
2: it's it, you're right, but I I am actually interested in the match and, and he said the pay-per-view. So that's yeah.
3: that's all out. All out. So, I mean, that's that's one of the big. So that's the normally first you match feel team. that you work your way up to the final boss, which is the leader. And he's kind of faced mm-hmm. the leader and now is against. Like, well, could Midian. you
0: guys see that this is sort of his, his bridge is getting through all out? And given that it's Eddie Kingston, the bigger show is is the the Grand show in Slam. New York in, yeah. uh, in September with Grand Slam. Um, you know, last year he had the like the big lights out match and maybe like I would think between Dynamite or Rampage that week he has something really significant on one of those shows.
2: I could see him main eventing Grand Slam against Mox or or someone oh, Well, Jericho right? potentially. Yeah. Like, again, yeah, I guess. Well, uh, and he Jericho gets the big win, like, he like yeah. gets the submission. Yeah. Uh but this match is clearly happening at All Out with Eddie Kingston and mm-hmm. and Yeah, th- this one.
0: Game. Yeah, this looks to be the
2: pay-per-view. And Tay Conti. Uh, Eddie Kingston should bring out Pam. Remember Pam? Yeah. Yeah. One out. Yeah. You're a terrible John individual. doesn't that one. <laughs>
0: Hobbs is in the back. He is. Uh, oh, they, they do the recap of Hobbs turning on Starks. And Taz explains he didn't know this was going to happen. Or that Hook would take the title shot. Taz has just lost complete control. So he's like, F it. This group's done. I wish them all the best, but we're done. No more Team Taz. So we, we wow. have lost the Undisputed Elite and Team Taz on all in one fell swoop. And you know what? I don't think American Top Team was looking too good after tonight no. either. So these <laughs> factions, I think. Or Thunderstorm. Not, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's that's just like, listen, we've got too many groups going on. Everyone's going their separate ways. That's what I got from tonight. No one can get along.
2: I mean, we just said it, but poor one out for Team Taz.
3: It, what, what I did notice is the way he said it was like, like, All of them pissed him off. Like Ricky pissed him off by asking for the second match. Hook pissed him off for going for it without speaking. And then Hobbs turning. But he was like, I'm going to let them figure it out. So Team Taz is done. But I feel like he's always going to have that connection to each one. Because he was like, I wish them all the best. I can still see on commentary him kind of talking a bit more.
2: I could you feel like going he's going
3: to, you know, be
2: in Hooks Corner or something like along those lines. But yeah, uh, I I like the the breakup last week, yeah. so I'm totally
3: okay with this going forward. It makes Team Taz doesn't need to keep going. It's kind of been quietly disbanded anyway, with yeah. uh, distancing Hook from the other two.
0: I was just waiting for like cut to like Brian Cage in the back. Yeah, I exactly. Like, I, <laughs> I lost <laughs> Tully. Yeah. I've lost Taz. <laughs> Does anyone want me? Oh. <laughs> Bless. He's got yeah. Prince Nana.
2: NXT 2.0. Oh, <laughs> Prince Nana's back. Heard about that. Yeah. Uh,
0: Powerhouse Hobbs comes out and it's just a real a quick squash against Ren Jones. Just runs this student to the corner, short arm clothesline, and he just drops, drops him onto the mat, puts down a knee, and pins him in 53 seconds. So this is just a quick destruction to remind you of uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and going into you know, the most significant program of Hobbs' career with Ricky Starks, who ran down to attack Hobbs. Crowd went nuts for this uh, run-in. Like, Ricky Starks feels like he has certainly elevated his status significantly at this point with the audience. And the ref gets shoved down, and Starks gets hit with a spinebuster uh, to close the, the attack.
3: Yeah, that spinebuster looked great. Like, Starks mm-hmm. came down with so much speed. I thought the post-match was really quite exciting. And I think this should keep happening. Starks just can't get the better of hobbs because he's so much bigger but
2: uh there's a few things here hobbs got new heel hobbs music it's still the powerhouse but ruckus did some changing to the beat there to make it i guess a bit more menacing evil and i mean john you skipped over a pretty key important part we all were wondering who's gonna get the cody vader powerhouse oh
3: true
0: yeah who who had him in the pool Powerhouse Hobbs to get the Cody Vader.
2: I wanted to the team of Hobbs and Starks to call themselves absolute power, but I guess that's broken. Mm. Call this lift the power lift. The power lift. <laughs> Boom. Done. Easy peasy. I, I love Hobbs and this feud. This easily is a match at All Out.
3: I, I would hope so. Yeah. It's both their biggest match. I think both have been really impressing. I wanted to see them win the tag titles because I thought I know. They, were, they would do something but like this feud coming out of it, like that's this is their reward. I feel for yeah. all the hard work. I, I, like I really like these two, and I, I feel the crowd are getting behind these two as it's, well.
2: It's working for like both of them. Like yeah. baby
3: hot face Ricky Starks
2: who's just on fire right now, and then this evil Hobbs to be the base for him. Like that that off. whole angle last
3: week with yeah. with Starks, Hook, Danhausen, Hobbs, I thought was masterful. But, but, really, but, but like problem. how they elevated everyone in that. Um, I'm really into this feud. Do you think they they hold this off until the pay-per-view? Yeah. I think so. I think you could put it on the pay-per-view. I think so, too. Uh,
0: Miro is asking God what uh, who he can trust and asks if he is being sent a visitor to talk to him. Uh, evil doesn't wear a mask and everyone reveals themselves and you know the Redeemer will as well. So we're just continuing Miro who is trying to understand what exactly the House of Black is. <laughs> <laughs> he too is under can't understand their promos so he is trying to figure this out it's he, not he just, not a clear message
3: i think as soon as he's found the face paint and can join sting and Darby, he'll figure everything out yeah that's got to be the match yeah
2: i assume i guess that for some reason at all out i don't i don't know but he's he's challenging all three of them so they're the house of black not the kings of the black throne right john exactly yeah
3: like the diet what's uh we haven't seen buddy for weeks it, is there anything going on with him we he's been wrestling,
0: so I don't, I don't think it's an injury or anything okay. like that. But yeah, he has been—he has been absent. Uh, Darby Allen does a video. He went to Tony Khan, he says, and told him to sign Brody King, and that eats King alive, knowing that. And King needs everything from Darby, and he's trying to build his name off of me. And tells Brody, "Remember that you asked for this match," referring to the coffin match and this hand is the last thing you will see and on the hand it reads the coffin drops on brody king and that will take place next wednesday at quake by the lake and these darby allen coffin matches have usually been pretty insane spectacles i imagine this will be no different between these two who seem to have absolute complete trust in one another to do anything the other thinks of
3: yeah yeah uh i i think this could be one of the the best ones um I, I wasn't into the Andrade one too much, but yeah. I the Ethan Page one was pretty fun. Um, yeah, I I think uh, I'm not completely sold with Brody King yet, but I think Darby is definitely his best opponent, just how well he can ragdoll him around. Um, it's it's a little... I, lo- I love it. And I'm totally for it. Coffins
2: and matches and both these guys are pretty great. It's funny how this feud started with him attacking Darby in a Zoomies. Dude was just trying to buy a hoodie or something. And then now... Brody got a tattoo of Darby with a, like a, a tombstone, Coffee. like R.I.P. Darby. Team, yeah. So now Darby here in this promo is actually tattooing the palm of his hand, which would fade away pretty quickly just because the oil's on our hands. But if he actually did that, that would probably really hurt.
3: No, Dar- he probably, he probably not, actually Darby, did it. Yeah, exactly.
2: Did it. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. As soon as the graphic popped up for it, it's getting all spooky uh, with the coffin match. But these two will kill each other next week. Yeah, I, I
0: think this is going to be great. You need a... You need a fairly large coffin here for uh, for Brody King. Mm-hmm.
2: This is true. He's not going to fit into like the normal. He's pretty big. So
3: I feel they've been pretty big ones because he's done like the, the, the coffin s- drop. The onto drop it. onto it, hasn't he? Yeah.
1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not
0: available in Washington, D.C. Jim Ross came out for the second hour, and then we uh, we traveled back to 2001 for Matt Hardy and Christian Cage, uh, which featured a fan in the... In the uh, uh, Facing the hard cam with a sign that read, I played this match on no mercy. <laughs>
2: it's funny because he'll be playing it in AEW with the same graphics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well played. Cage is backpedaling and then Matt unloads on him with strikes. Uh, at one point, uh, Matt comes back with a superplex. Jim Ross doesn't understand the psychology of a near of a superplex because it just hurts both of you. And the whole crowd is chanting delete. The twist of bait gets blocked. And then Cage gets back body dropped off the turnbuckle. And from there, there's a diving headbutt by Cage. Side effect to Cage onto the edge of the apron. And then Hardy gets the timekeeper's table, sets it up, and he goes for an elbow off the apron. Didn't work out today for Matt Hardy. He crashes through this table. And then Cage rolls him into the ring. Kill switch in 11 minutes and 6 seconds. So Christian gets the win. And... I've got to say, with Matt Hardy, like um, he 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 looked um, he looked in like good shape for like where he is right now in his career. But man, he gets around, and it's just like man, you just watch. It's like I I feel for this guy the day after one of these like big matches because it just feels like it takes its toll on this guy.
3: Yeah, like, and I feel they give him so many. <laughs> He's always on. He's TV. always on TV. Uh, I feel like I feel like because of the
2: whole Christian like history thing that was the reason the purpose of this like little mini feud to kind of Mm. hold off for christian to help elevate the the feud he's currently in so i i get it but uh it was what it needed to be I, i guess it didn't like overstay its welcome really but uh Matt Hardy just loves purple remember when he was in WWE and he wore those like purple shirts like unlock your heart mm. or something like that that's what he was wearing it was like he's a tight, coming out
3: tight tank top
2: yeah he's coming out to like the Hardy Boys music and then it's like anything better than his solo music here I don't like it but uh, I, I don't want to give the guy a hard time but I, I'm here I'm here with you it's like he
3: looks rough after the match I'm pretty sure these two had a match around this time last year on Diamond but yeah. the roles reversed, Matt Hardy being the the heel. And I remember thinking the same then, like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't bad. Yeah. Um like Christian is definitely still like in pretty peak condition. Matt Hardy, it's it's to the latter end of his career, I guess. But uh I think these two you can tell they know each other well. I, I didn't think the match was bad, but I'm also I don't really want to see Matt Hardy on T V much anymore yeah. compared to like other people who are on this roster. Uh but the match was fine.
0: Christian went for the chair and he's setting up for a concerto when Luchasaurus uh, walks down the aisle and this just froze Christian in his in his steps and he walks down. But it's all a ploy as Jungle Boy enters through the crowd. So the police never got to Jungle Boy and he chases Christian away and Jungle Boy has his new shirt that reads Christian is a pussy
3: can't wait
2: to buy it. I've been trying uh, all We need show. to go
3: out. Uh, I have massive balls and Christian is a pussy and just hit the town. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Yes. Don't, th- pe- people might take
2: that shirt the wrong way. <laughs> I had an old WWF shirt or WWE shirt. I still have it. And I remember wearing it in high school. And on the back, it says, that's how I roll Christian. So people would come up to me and pat me on the back and be like, praise the Lord. <laughs> so I
3: don't. Christian is a pussy. It's just, it could be seen as offensive but uh pretty funny from jungle boy i like how they they pointed out on commentary uh oh jungle boy actually had to buy a ticket to come and attack christian uh, because he wasn't allowed back in the arena they're not explaining how, how he got not, away not very from good cuffs. security if you eject someone Where are they So he he should
0: have been arrested on multiple multiple yeah. offenses on <laughs> <laughs> attempted murder uh breaking uh storming the ring here i mean um He's. Uh, this is the new Jungle Boy character. The law is only a suggestion for this man.
2: Jungle man. Yeah. Jungle man.
0: Shivani is with Daniel Garcia. He calls his win last week over Brian Danielson, the biggest in AEW history. He submitted the American Dragon. That makes him the Dragon Slayer, the greatest technical sports entertainer. He's got Danielson's number and tells him to rest up, come back, and I'll slay the dragon again. So nice quick promo from Daniel Garcia. And I mean, this makes it clear that they're going to go to the rematch when Danielson comes back.
2: Yes, please all out. I need to see this rematch. That last week, this match blew my mind, man. Garcia has clearly been this like pet project with obviously he's not in the Blackpool Combat Club, but being on their offense is just you might as well just be in the better position. It's working so well for him. And this needs to be the, re- I, I was just in awe of that match. So please run it back at the pay-per-view or hell, even Grand Slam. Any of the two work, but the pay-per-view no, works. Bu-
0: Buffalo. They should do it in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, oh, I
2: yeah. mean, yeah. He's That's from Buffalo. Yeah, They Buffalo should do pizza. it in Buffalo.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Please do. I like now he's got a, uh, a sports entertainment name. Dragon, Slayer. Dragon Slayer. He's got it, a face Shingo. It works. Yeah. Um, yeah. That should be his thing. Yeah. He
0: guy. needs some alliteration though. He needs another D in front of it.
3: Daniel dynamic, the,
0: Danny the,
2: the Danny the dynamic yeah, dragon slayer, Danny the dragon slayer.
0: Perfect, there you have it. Um, you know, last week they they put a, such a big emphasis on giving Daniel Garcia that huge win over Danielson, Hook winning the title, and Ricky Starks as well. How did you feel about the follow up this week for all three of those? Like, did they did they, they they were? I guess there was no real representation by Hook, but what what did you think of just? Kind of following it up, making those um, those segments and matches feel important this week.
3: I think they worked. Uh, I thought Stark seemed really hot with his run out uh, against Hobbs. Um, I think Jungle Boy as well, sh- continuing that edge with yeah. trying to murder Christian in a car. Um, and this, this, I think Garcia's proving himself. He's actually a, a pretty decent promo, I think. I, I,
0: I do too. Yeah, I think it yeah. works in like – it's not like a conventional promo style, but I don't like conv- like just this mm. one patterned way of like what a promo can be. I, I think he's really tapped into something, especially with this sports entertainment angle that just – it's uniquely his that it, it works.
2: I mean you told me like I want to say almost probably like five years ago, however long this kid has been wrestling – John, you told me, hey, go to this show and see this guy wrestle at a a smash wrestling show in Toronto. You're like, this guy is amazing. So I went and I was like, John, you were right. This guy's just killing it. And here he is. Now he's got the promo game down. This guy is going to have everything going forward. But I really love that match and I want that rematch so good. I think they did a good job of also getting over some of the other characters. I mean, Wheeler Yuta on today wasn't mm. one of the main focuses last week, but here he is in the opposite roles reversed with him facing the like, right. leader of this. And the same could be said for the acclaimed, actually, that we haven't gotten to yet. But I, I think it helps get some of the young guys it, over here.
3: It's definitely been a thing this week and last week. And it, it's funny because you look at what's going on in, in WWE where it's suddenly, oh, yeah, we've got Champa on the main roster. Let's use him. Mustafa Ali, let's give him a match. Um it's similar here, obviously the three last week, but Ethan Page coming up, what we're about to talk about, it felt like they were trying to give him that sort of almost Ricky Starks moment this week. Yeah. So it's definitely been, I guess, with the likes of Punk and, and Kenny being out, it's, I like that they've been trying to focus these, these guys who've actually been in the company for quite a while and haven't really had that attention.
0: Uh, they recap dark from a Tuesday with pack making the latest defense of the all Atlantic title, uh, being Connor mills and teasing stuff down the road with Kip Sabian, who was shown in the crowd with the bag over his head. And then it's the, <laughs> yeah, anything to add about uh, Kip this, Sabian.
3: We first spotted this at grand slam last year. So he we're was standing outside a year. Yeah. It's a slow he burn. box.
2: He was standing outside and no one stopped <laughs> to hang out with him. But,
3: uh, and yeah. now the payoff is um, dark on a little, <laughs> a little recorded thing Look, from rev pro that they're showing. on. Yeah. Dark.
2: Look, John, I don't watch dark, but every week I listen to shot in the dark with John Ceno covering it all in 15 minutes. Relax. Today
3: was the two year anniversary. Two years, two years of, of shot the in dark. the dark
2: on the up next feed in 15 minutes. Congratulations. Sino! Yeah. Shout out Ceno. But yeah. Uh, it's cool that they're making this title the, the traveling title, but for the past few weeks it's like, Hey, Pax fought this guy you don't know. Hey, Pax fought like this guy. So it's we could is he gonna defend the title also here and T V and stuff?
3: But it's cool that they're mixing I don't, it up. I don't think it's it's needed. You've already got so many titles in AEW. I think it's good that this is a bit of an a- attraction thing. That you can always do sort of what they did with um uh, so who was it that faced thunder rosa last week where you can get a rematch perhaps on oh yeah. yeah uh you could do something like that if there's maybe a not necessarily a loss but like a a draw or a show sure. or something on one of the outside shows if you wanted to bring someone in to have a look at them it's just it, it, some someone in the chat saying it, it's already the second tnt title
2: but they're trying to make it different by doing this so i'll give them that credit Ethan Page is in the
0: ring, and he asks why he isn't on television every week. He's got no action figure, and as he's ranting about his treatment, Stokely Hathaway walks down to the ring, but Page has his back turned. He says he deserves better, and he rails on the fans for not buying his shirts, but buying merchandise from Cassidy, Punk, and Eddie Kingston, and AEW is leaving money on the table by not putting him on TV every week. Hathaway gets into his face, asks him, what are you doing, and hands him his business card, and they end up leaving together, and that was that was that. And I don't know what this means for American Top Team, but uh, I don't know. No loyalty here from Ethan Page for Scorpio Sky. It appeared,
2: or Stokely. You know the streets. Stokely's for the streets. He's wandering away from the baddie section, or is he bringing Ethan Page into, bringing the baddie into the, the section? He would fit with his shirts and yep. the, the Hamilton baddie. Yes. Hey, Hamilton icon. You know. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure he's excited for the Toronto shows because he'll 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 definitely come on the thing and be like I'm not from Toronto I'm from Hamilton.
3: He's going on about how no one buys his shirts. I literally message him every week because he always is wearing a very nice shirt, and I'm like, Hey, yeah. where'd you get that shirt from? Yeah, well, that's recalls. not his shirt. That's well, like, he... <laughs> I, yeah, <fair>. I'm not <laughs> buying his t-shirt. But. If he, his shirt should be like this. He should have Ethan Page nice button-up shirts. Yeah, think outside the box, Ethan. Yeah, that would be a cool idea. Yeah.
0: I, I do feel for for this story. Like, I do think you have to tie it in. Of like, your natural question is like, what, what what's happened to his whole group? Like, isn't that the natural question you would have here about like what's happened to Scorpio Sky? What's happened to Dan Lambert? Like all yeah. of the, Like none of that was brought up oh, here. No, it just seemed like he's he's just moving on with no explanation.
3: Good. Yeah, you would feel like he'd say something about how this team hasn't been working for him or something. Mm. Uh, But I do find it odd because I I think Ethan Page is a really good promo and really confident. Um, It's weird that they keep on pairing him up with other mouthpieces. Yeah. I always found that odd with him with Lambert because Ethan can talk already and moving him from that to, to Stokely, which I think is an improvement, but it's, I don't know if he needs it. No,
2: he's he's a great mouthpiece and for him to he's also a great wrestler. So mm-hmm. I actually like that they're doing something completely different. I did not like the whole him and American top team didn't really work out for me. He does have like the flamboyant shirts and the the big attitude and the the big persona when he wrestles. So maybe if they do do something with Stokely, it would make a lot of sense and he can do Hamilton proud. Speaking of Hamilton, I my shoot job is I work at CHCH in uh in Toronto, that is a Hamilton channel, uh, coming this fall. They're going to be airing Women of Wrestling uh, on TV. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Look for that cheap plug for C H C H Hamilton. Uh, I know uh, Ethan Page will be hyped about that. Well, you can keep <laughs> us updated. Hell yeah!
0: Maybe maybe Cena will g- uh, he'll give you like sixty seconds each week.
2: I've asked my boss every single week since this announcement, like for the past two months. Uh, can you help me? get AJ Lee. (laughs) So I'm working on it.
0: Shivani's in the back with Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, and Anna Jay. They're the greatest faction in the world. And then Anna Jay cuts her crazy promo about choking out Ruby. And then she spots a staff member and she just runs off camera and chokes him out. Uh, Jim Ross's reaction was awesome. He was just speechless on camera after, after watching this. My takeaway from this segment is that I think they're in an, Infinitely better position for their respective careers. But there is also a part of me that would have greatly enjoyed Matt Menard and Angelo Parker as as Tony D'Angelo's heavies, which inevitably <laughs> v- these two would have been. They would have been stacks and two dimes.
3: Oh, 100,
2: oh yeah, 100%. They even I wear the, the suspenders yeah. and oh, the chocolate. That dispensers. was my
0: only thing that I, I don't oh, know why is, I just all of it clicked during this segment, but like that 100% would have been their roles if they were in NXT 2.0. Well, I was going to say,
3: I wanted the. the- when Anna ran off the camera to turn and he's, she's choking out Dominic Mysterio. (laughs) 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 Then I would have had my graphic for tonight. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh,
0: The acclaimed and the gun club dumpster match and the acclaimed attack Billy on the ramp. And you think they're just going to go into the match, but no, Max is going to deliver his rap he said he's going to make the ass boys retire like Vince McMahon, which this crowd lost their minds on. And he's more positive than Joe Biden's COVID
2: test. Oh, jeez, Yeah. No filter. We ain't Instagram. We'll make the ass boys retire like Vince McMahon. Damn.
3: Everyone's been waiting. Yeah. we've not on one life since.
2: Have you seen their music video trash day to set up this? I give, I give the acclaimed all the props. They've definitely stepped up on, on just turning everything around. Uh, I, I, I'd say in the past like six months, everyone they get the crazy reactions. They've been putting on great matches, and everything's just kind of working for them. They're, they're one of my favorite acts right now. Which,
0: yeah. one of, which one of these tag teams is more likely for you two to go for Halloween this year? Because I could see you picking either of these teams.
2: I mean, John, what you're asking is some very confidential information. Because if anyone knows us, we know how to do really good wrestling Halloween costumes. We have a tag team in
3: mind. However, it's neither of these teams. Ooh, okay. so I did, I don't know if you noticed, but the, the Ass Boys were dressed as Road Dogg and Billy from their dumpster match yeah. against <laughs> Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. So that, that'd be, I wouldn't mind doing the Ass Boys as the outlaws. Austin right? had the most Another ridiculous
0: Halloween. overalls I've yeah, ever yeah, seen somebody wearing. Yeah, that. I want to buy those. <laughs> <laughs> so the... You just have to get the two guys into the dumpster and shut the door. It's pretty self-explanatory. They get Bowens in, and then uh, he's powerbombed into the dumpster off the apron. Caster is sent in, but they can't close the door, and they're hit with a cookie sheet. After the break, Bowen's uh gets sent off the dumpster onto a pile of trash cans. They fight to the entrance area. Uh, Colt hits the Colt 45 onto Bowen's and Austin calls for a mic drop off the tunnel, really kind of divulging their strategy here for the uh for the acclaim <laughs> to prepare for this attack. So, with that knowledge, Max Caster is able to sneak up from behind Austin on top of the uh on, on top of the tunnel and sending him uh, off the tunnel into the dumpster this was the safest fall you're ever going to see a man take (laughs) off of a tunnel into a dumpster filled with styrofoam in it i mean he went with like the grace of a ballerina off of this uh, off of this tunnel look at that I'm, i'm not blowing out any knees or anything i'm going in this thing like a kid into a giant bouncy castle
3: well it wasn't a big area for him to land on and that the angle i mean the angle of jumping yeah. off this thing seemed a little awkward as well. And one of the lids was closed. Like, uh, Well, he hit I his think, target. Yeah, ass,
2: ass force one there. I, that was scary, but the, the spot right after, you could see the next spot was the, the more scary one for me.
0: The next one was Colton placed on the table and Max Caster just be like, God damn, this AEW injury curse better not strike me as he leaps off the tunnel and hits the elbow drop. Destroying the table with Colt on top of it. Um, looked to be everyone was fine. And they t- they tossed them into the dumpster. Shut the doors in 806. And then they've they've got to do the New Age Outlaws spot with Mick Foley and Terry Funk. But my God, they had a hell of a time trying to roll this dumpster across the stage. And it was like time stood still as they were trying to like line this thing up with the edge. Then they finally push it off. And it was and it goes down and flips over and it's like everyone just cheers. It's like <laughs> like the one thing is like for whatever you want to say about that new age outlaw spot like that is one that you can say now and it's 24 plus years later and everyone remembers that you will not remember this next week this dumpster dumpster spot.
2: Yeah, look, I I thought I thought the whole match and segment was a lot of fun. It, it did again. It kind of served its purpose. It had a lot of callbacks to that other match. It was fine. But the other the you're right, like that old one. I mean, either Mick, Mick and Terry Funk didn't wanna didn't care about getting hurt, or they just didn't care to hurt them. But here it looked way safer. Like they had a crash pad underneath and and everything i mean the thing completely did flip over on the guys it did I flip mean, over I,
3: I mean crash pad or not yeah. that's you can't see where you're going you don't know when yeah, it's hanging coming. on in they're teasing you uh like it's like, oh there's a that, like, there's a
2: she, there's a trying certain, to get like this
3: actual thing to yeah, the edge yeah, yeah. You,
2: you probably you like them getting it stuck they're like they're what's, going what's going on, on? <laughs> when are we going when are we going uh, i would I, just
0: argue if, if you were going to do this it should be like a massive stunt and it should be and instead it was almost like the same drama of like if they threw their t-shirt out to the crowd, like it was just like this fun thing at the end that I I don't think like this, this should be like a major injury angle or something. And instead I I think it was just played for like laughs and stuff. And I'm sure people enjoyed it. Um, I just don't think it was like going to be a lasting thing. But then again, we just saw Sammy Guevara thrown off the top of a cage
3: and no week.
0: Don't we? And no one remembers that. Like, is anyone ever going to remember that Sammy Guevara spot, which was, like, compare that to like the Mick Foley dive. Like, it's, it was incredible what he did, but it's just, it's not going to have that that lasting impact. And that was only a month
3: ago. I thought the elbow drop was really impressive because the, the angle he had to go at was not easy. Yeah. And you could see him yeah. looking and going He's, like, fuck. You could read how his lips. I, yeah. He was like, what this? the fuck? Because <laughs> it wasn't, the table wasn't directly below. No. Kind of jump jump off it's a tough, it's a
0: tough like area to jump off of because like you don't have a flat surface and it's, it's, um, it's it's difficult to like stick the landing on on some of these that we've seen in the past as well.
2: I'm I'm sure Road Dogg really loved this match. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, they had highlights. Of Ric Flair's last match, not Ric Flair's actual last match, but the event where Mance Warner won the Bunkhouse Battle Royal on the pre-show, and that sets up John Moxley against Mance Warner in an Eliminator match this Friday on Rampage, along with the debut of Madison Rain, who was just hired as a coach and swerve strickland and keith lee defending the tag titles against tony knees and josh woods in a street fight and this to me is there's many weeks where uh you know you've had maybe a disappointing number and it doesn't feel like it's much like reactionary this one felt reactionary to me to that terrible number they did on friday especially with moxley wrestling and just coming up with a kind of a cold match but a reason for it with Mance Warner winning o- over the weekend but this certainly feels like a a beefed up edition of Rampage which is
3: I 100% disagree Tony this Neese sounds, is a draw this sounds how dare you Daisy?
0: you're doing a big street fight gimmick match you're doing Mox. when was the last time Moxley oh, Tony wrestled Neese on Rampage
3: Josh Woods. I don't even Tony know Neese who and... Josh Woods is like and Tony Neese. Tony Niece equals rating. Madison Rain in action and Mance Warner, like Yeah, doesn't... I disagree as well. If you don't think putting
0: John Moxley on Rampage is of significance for Rampage, like look at Rampage's lineups. It was Ruby Soho against Anna Jay last week and this is what they're coming back with, a street Dude, fight Moxley
3: to keep someone in on a Friday night against a guy that most of this audience I don't think would have heard of. Yeah, it's beautiful. Out of um, I I don't know. I I think this looks pretty weak. Also,
2: what's going to do worse? That or Battle of the Belts? Like the next day. That's a lot of wrestling for a lot of people to sit in and watch both nights. I bet the rating for Rampage will be around the same thing. Yeah.
0: It might not do better, but I don't think you can look at this as they are not trying on, on Rampage this week as compared to most weeks where... I mean, two weeks ago, your main event was Jay Lethal and Christopher Daniels. Like, that's the level we're talking about here. Right. Like, Christopher Moxley... Daniels is
2: better than Tony Nese, though. <laughs> uh,
0: well, Battle of the Belts three will have Claudio and Takeshita for the ROH title, Wardlow against Jay Lethal for the TNT title, and Thunder Rosa against Jamie Hader for the women's title.
2: That sounds all right. That's. I mean, the Ring of Honor title match. Ring of Honor match sounds. I I do want to check that out. Yeah, for sure.
3: I noticed Uh, they also didn't just say Ring of Honor champion, but they said Ring of Honor's Claudio Castagnoli. Kind of identify. It seemed mm, like they were identifying him as more ROH. Oh, interesting. Which the story was his debut was meant to be ROH, right? And then with the Danielson injury, they brought him in. So I found that interesting. Uh,
0: WrestleTix noted that this interesting. Stat that, that since they announced the Claudio Takeshda match last Friday, they've moved like 1,900 tickets for this show on on Friday, which is, I mean, that's the only thing you can, granted, maybe there's some people that, you know, the week of, it's wrestling is in town, we're going to get tickets, but it, it's the only thing that was really announced going into this week um, prior to tonight's TV. So, I mean, that does tell you there's some interest in this Claudio Takeshda match beyond just a, you know, a hardcore fan that's looking at it as like this awesome match on paper. It looks like it, it did move tickets for for this event. So that's a feather in their cap. And I think it's going to be an excellent match on, on Saturday. The question will be how many people check it out? Because I think it's, it's tough to get people to kind of watch a, a separate night on top of what they're already putting out every week. And these battle of the belt shows, I think they, they have not been established as these can't miss shows so far after two of them previously.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Takeshita's proved himself from like For the sure. handman match, the mox match. Uh, he's someone that people know they're going to get a good match out of. And Claudio, we, since the, okay, what have we had? We've had Zach, we've had Hager, Blood and Guts, Blood and, guts and Takeshita. So it, it's still the novelty of seeing Claudio on AEW, I think is there, especially in singles. So right. yeah, I think people know this is going to bang. And if you're in the area and you hear that match, that would definitely attract me. That is the one
2: match I I am looking forward to from any of the weekend shows coming up.
0: If this does a healthy number on Saturday, like it's all the credit to that match that is the standout here, and we would tell you that it's like it's that attractive of a match to people. And then Excalibur taking a taking a deep <laughs> breath, then uh, previews Quake by the Lake next week in in Minnesota with the Coffin match between Darby and Brody King, the Lucha Brothers against Andrade and Roosh, Jade Cargill hoping, holding an open challenge for the TBS title, and then John Moxley against well, it'll be against Chris Jericho.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, that sounds pretty good. I mean, the tag match, Lucha Bros, Andrade and Roach. We've been waiting for for that. Like, let's go. Let's. I think they'll put on a a, a pretty sweet match. Everything looks good next week. Yeah.
0: What? What's? Uh, why don't you rank the ten matches that they they plugged. <laughs> Wheeler Utah against Christine. it was just it's just a lot it's a lot of information to to take in um, yeah. as they go through like three shows in, in seven nights but there was a lot here to uh to I felt on. like we
3: that- just look up on Reddit after we just enjoy listening to Excalibur yell for a minute it's but so it, it's in one ear out the other and sometimes they announce something out of nowhere the game like, sorry did they say yeah, that? yeah the game I like to play
2: obviously you always hear them just like yelling and this one felt like a lot I think you said it was ten in in one thing it was ten. It, I feel for him, you know, any you you know working in any media experience like when the graphic changes before he's not on that one <laughs> and then it has to change back to it or like vice versa. Oh man, you feel for him there. That's when he starts to
3: like choke a little Imagine bit. Imagine if he had to do this in WWE where he has to do like the new vicious Viking Raiders against oh, Seth freaking like adding all the monikers to yeah. each person on top of just the card. Yeah. The, L- the other side to that
0: coin though is that uh, at least up until now there wasn't a whole lot to promote a week from now because maybe, maybe we know one thing that could or could not happen next week. So the main event is wheeler Yuta against Chris Jericho. Uh, Regal was on commentary, although for the first half, I was like, where is this guy? And then you heard his voice come in. Like, he was very quiet at, at points. Uh, Menard and Parker are out with Jericho. So Claudio comes down to be in Yuta's corner. Uh, but after Parker grabs Yuta's leg, all of them get ejected, including Claudio. So they're gone. Um, the two, uh, Uta hits the rolling Germans with just a bunch of them here to Jericho, ending with a bridging German, and Jericho kicks out, but Uta holds on, does a roll-up counter into the walls of Jericho, but Uta makes the rope, and then Jericho is arguing with Aubrey and gets sent to the floor and hit with two. Uh, three tope suicidas by yuda and we have jericho take over lion salt lands on the knees and as yuda comes off the top turnbuckle he's met with a code breaker that leads to a near fall and yuda applies this new it's it's kind of like the setup is like a regal stretch but it's this new version that regal explains he's been teaching yuda for two months he's been working on this thing well it didn't pay off on try number one
3: i loved to hear how uh he applies it, and Jr. just goes, "Oh, and Yuda with the submission there." And then Excalibur talks, and you think, "Oh, Excalibur's going to point out and to call Regal's it." Straight, yeah. Doesn't call it. Tony doesn't call it. And then Regal just goes, "Well, I'm not going to sit here and call my own move, but that's my that's own my move."
0: move. <laughs> Jericho <laughs> then gra- grabs the bat, and Aubrey takes it away, and this allows Jericho to kick him low. Ryuta recovers, goes for the seatbelt. Jericho escapes and this time gets on the lion tamer and taps out Wheeler Yuta in 12 minutes and 32 seconds and won't release the hold, prompting John Moxley to come out, sending Jericho out of the ring. And Jericho ends the show stating that you've unleashed the demon and opened Pandora's box because next week you will get the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon and the Lionheart. And I'm going to stretch the shit out of you and leave as champion
3: kind of showing that using the lion tamer version
2: jericho loves coming out every week as a different different version version. of jericho we we have this idea of hosting a costume party but everyone has to come as a different version of chris jericho i think it would be a pretty big hit uh you could be i could be the wizard would be a great one Uh, i i like this match it was kind of similar to last week with the like i said the the leader and versus like one of the, the upcoming students of the the group's uh, and Wheeler Yuta has been someone that's definitely stepped up and the aggression is kind of coming out of him a little bit. I love him using the regal stretch and I absolutely love that seatbelt move. I'm mm-hmm. mad that Jericho got out of it, but it's okay. We've seen him use it to win in the, in the past, but I think that move is awesome. Always wear your seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the tease of the, the lion, the lion heart next week and winning with the actual lion tamer is a nice little touch as well.
3: Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. I, I think Jericho has had a pretty good year, uh, definitely uh definitely his best work in AEW I'd say in ring uh has been this year and I just love how Utah's style was just throw everything at him he was just going to keep on going at Jericho until he burns out here uh with those topes and just just throwing everything at him I thought it was really entertaining um and yeah uh Utah always impresses me and I thought I really enjoyed the wrestling on this show this week uh but Jericho especially, like when you think you kind of write him off as, oh, he's past it now, he then hangs with these kids. And I thought this was a really great match.
2: Yeah, I've been enjoying Jericho's run as of late. I mean, he's been looking great, so good for him. And I
0: thought that last week's main event kind of benefited this one because I think... I think you're going into this match, and everyone's kind of assuming Jericho's winning, but I think they did a really great job that you've got this history of Moxley and Yuta, and you just saw Garcia submit Danielson last week, so it's kind of fresh in your mind, the idea that these top guys, every now and then they could lose, and there is a story there for Yuta to win and take on Moxley. So I think by the end, like you can at least have a a believability of Yuta winning on top of it. And they had a very nice match on top of it. So I, th- I thought this worked really well. And I like the fact that they, they chose Yuta to be in this role and you had like a plausible reason for either guy to advance.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for that match. It wouldn't necessarily sound that exciting, but the way they were smart in building it in the last few weeks with last week, when Jericho came out, we're kind of like, Oh, are they doing Jericho mocks at all out? And it's like, no, no, it's just another, like, Roadblock kind of thing, and I'm super okay with that. I suspect Mox retains and and he goes on to find is, out who his actual opponent is. At all, is out.
3: there any chance Jericho wins this? Oh, against Mox?
2: Uh, I don't think so. What would it be what would be the main event of All Out if Jericho wins this? We'll put yeah. it. We'll put it.
0: Put it this way: If you don't have for whatever reason, if you don't have Punk ready by All Out, what is what is Moxley's match at All Out, and that and that becomes your. Your, your question of like, I, I I don't believe you would see a, a title change next week, but again, when you don't know kind of the timetable of a punk, like no one is heated up for Moxley as sort of a backup opponent either.
3: Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking with um if punk's not ready, I mean, punk, you can, if he's ready, you can do that, set that up in a week, you know, him mocks, like it's, it's ready as soon it as doesn't do it doesn't need much.
0: It's no. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But I wonder if you've got, like, perhaps Jericho takes it, rematch it all out, and then you've got Eddie going for the title at, in Queens against Jericho in a feud that's already kind of set up, maybe. Uh, it all, kind of depends if Punk's coming back, Kenny's coming back, like, all these other pieces. Yeah, does it, yeah. do they shuffle in Kenny to face Mox? Do they shuffle? Is
2: Punk going to come back in time? Like, Malachi Black could have been a challenger for... We were thinking FTR and Young Bucks could be a main event of the show. That seems to not really be the case at this time, but it it does feel like a few moving pieces that Tony, I guess, is making sure his notepad isn't being uh, shown online because I'm sure they're trying to still figure it out. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Those sideline reporters, they got to have that that zoomed in lens. It's it's pay-per-view time.
2: (laughs) I still really enjoyed this episode. I think AEW Dynamite is just always entertaining and enjoyable, even when it's not necessarily my favorite episode, but The wrestling tonight hit for me as well as a lot of the development in leading to the the pay-per-view without kind of, you know, hitting it over the head. Like clearly Christian jungle boy is a match we're getting at the pay-per-view. He tried to, hit him with a car. I like that. Am I, there needs to be more of that in my wrestling. Uh, to, that make me excited for this guy to get his hands on him. You know what I mean? There like, needs to
0: be more of that in wrestling. Yeah, more,
2: yeah why not? You know, more speeding the-
0: cars and near-death experiences.
2: Yeah, um, I, I, I miss that. I miss that in my wrestling. But I, I think the, the build so far, like, obviously, they haven't really promoted a lot of matches that are on paper official, but if you kind of look between the lines, there is a few matches. You can
0: see the card forming like a month out. Like you can see the key programs. I'd say the thing I'm most interested in, and it, it was more heightened last week, but they followed up on it pretty well, is just sort of the elevation of like th- those middle level like players like Jungle Boy and Wheeler Yuta and Garcia and Starks and Jungle Boy um, you, you and you can even throw like Cassidy in there as well that like he's someone too that I, I feel like has reached like a, a different level over the last like month or two at least since Forbidden Door and that's kind of to me the most intriguing part of AEW is sort of the next rung of your, your big stars and watching the elevation process that they're in the middle of and, and some will make it and, and some won't but i think that's a captivating part of the show at the moment is all of their different directions
2: i like a lot of the stuff that they do on on this show this always watching every wednesday i make it an immediate watch we always watch it live we're always super into all the different things that are going on even if you don't like one thing there's a lot of different story progressions and, and stuff that they are doing right i will say a, a gripe i have is how they kind of portray the women's division usually it's in 9 30. Tonight was a, a step ahead as well because it wasn't. It was like earlier in the show, and they put on a pretty sweet match as well. So I feel like maybe this whole Madison Rain stuff is a, is a good future for AEW. She's
3: already booked herself on match. Yeah, she's already in a match.
0: <laughs> Brayden has, uh, has bestowed all of this on on Madison Rain coming in. Hell yeah. All right. A few super chats here and your feedback. What a trio from Jamie Coe. I guess they, they, need, a, they need a name. Although uh, John had a good name here. Rewind at dynamates.
3: Oh, I like that. Hey, we
2: do say we're your dynamates on uh, Wednesday nights. Well, there you go. It's uh well
0: we'll trademark that and steal it. <laughs> uh we continue on here with uh EVP of talent relations and head of creative creative control. Great show. Can't wait for a fight forever. Well, there you have it. Uh thank you very much for for the super chat. Um I think a lot of people are intrigued by this this video game. I I look forward to Twitter after the release of the game and <laughs> everyone's reactions. That's what I'm going to be uh looking forward to. Uh look at this guy. Big fan of the BDE. Love all of your work. Well, thank you uh John Cena. Very very kind of
3: you. Wow, uh, nice guy. I... Yeah. Is that a, John Cena? You a new listener. John yeah. Cena. I, I mean I
0: mean if he said he wasn't a fan of our work, that that kind of be pretty shitty to say. <laughs> From Frank just a dollar Super Chat. Thank you very much, Frank.
2: A dollar oh. do better, Frank.
0: <laughs> well,
2: he's, he's got that He did. Yeah, got- oh, there we go.
0: <laughs> I like Davey's shirt. Congrats. Hey, where can I get the shirt, Davey? Where can I get your shirt?
2: Oh, pro slash up next. That too. Uh, oh, Navy though, online. Have you heard about the watermelon jellyfish shirt, uh, J- John? sorry i, was, don't I was reading ahead oh, okay <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to know <laughs> dickie
0: dickie bird writes uh jr said matt hardy looked like a young bruce Dern." all right uh See from there the house? You go.
3: is that that's laura dern's dad right uh
0: yeah i'm, I'm
3: drawing a blank, a blank on, on a bruce reference. Dern.
0: so mm-hmm. sorry so, yeah. hansi paula killing it this week with guest co-host shout out to the bde Managers don't have to just be mouthpieces. They serve as politickers for their clients. Maybe you're referring to Stokely Hathaway with mm. uh, with Ethan Page. So uh, there you have it. And uh, that will uh, round out the Super Chat. So thanks to everybody uh, that sent one in and... Are you guys cool to stick around for a few pieces of feedback? Yeah, sure. Okay, you do have a question in here. Noah from Vaughn writes, Love the show tonight. I thought it was paced really well, and the action was super entertaining. Really excited to see the Bucks and Hangman reunite tonight. I wonder how Dark Order feels about that. Do you think they hold off on Stark's Hobbs and Jungle Boy Christian for the pay-per-view? There's still four episodes of Dynamite until the pay-per-view, so it is still quite a ways away. Yeah, we talked about these two matches. I think both of us seem that these are matches for the pay-per-view, unless they, they have a reason not to.
3: Yeah, I think they've got plenty of stuff they can fill
2: TV with in the next four weeks. Christian needs to try to get him arrested for real now. Like, Mm. Christian needs to, like, wear a neck brace or something and be like, look, you attempted murder. I want
3: want Jungle Boy's mom to turn heel and join Christian. No, Jungle Mm -hmm. Boy's mom's got to slap Christian at one point, though, for sure.
0: All right, next one here is uh, Jake from The Windy City. Can't resist leaving some feedback when I found out the BDE boys are doing their own invasion angle. I'd say this was overall a solid dynamite. And my favorite segment was Cole O'Reilly and Fish turning on the Bucks. I appreciate Cole adding on there that he did not forget when Bullet Club turned on him at War of the Worlds several years back. There weren't any downright bad segments, and they did a better job of allowing things a bit of oxygen. It'll be interesting to see what AEW can produce once the roster gets back to full strength and they can put together some anticipated matches. Any chance either of you, Braden or Davey, jump onto the F1 bandwagon?
2: Uh, I watch... Real sports, wrestling.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't think. I, I I haven't had the time to watch things I like watching recently. Uh, still needs to catch up on Better Call Saul and Stranger Things. Look, so it's a no from me. I Do either want, of you
0: watch uh, <laughs> Only Murders in the Building? Do you yo,
2: you? yo, I'm not on season two yet, but Steve Martin bounced back again. This two is pretty good. I'm almost it? done. Oh, oh, man. I actually... Yeah, my girlfriend made me watch that show. And like the first five minutes, I was like, okay, I'm actually in. Steve Martin, Martin Short. I mean, how can you go wrong? And Selena Gomez is fantastic. They make a podcast. Sorry, Selena Gomez. There, I just sold you on it, dude. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah, I actually love that show. And they talk about podcasting and stuff a lot on it.
0: Last one here is from Muggin watching uh, being the elite paid off as the undisputed elite turned on the bucks and it nudged them and hangman page closer together. Uh, the women's tag was strong and one has to wonder if it had Madison Rain's fingerprints and in a nice change of pace, it wasn't in the 9:30 death slot. Um, I think like it's like Madison Raiden's coming in as a coach. I, I don't think she's like rebooking the you know, the, the formats and, and the shows, but uh we will see. Maybe maybe it's a, a transformative addition. Uh Taz announcing Team Taz's end was very good as he didn't condone Hobbs's actions. Jericho and Uta was solid and Uta looked strong in defeat. Does anyone here think Eddie Kingston will have a hand in Jericho losing next week?
2: There you go. Book yeah, it like and that. He get, and he and yeah. Yeah, he
0: gets involved. That's yeah. I guess possible. Yeah. For sure.
2: Set up the match at Grand Slam. All right. Yeah.
0: Okay. And the last uh, one from Dickie Bird, read the super chat with marshmallows in your mouth. Well, there you go. That's the sign (laughs) that the show is over and that's why we uh, closed down the super chats. Well, Um, you didn't
2: hear what we did, John. We did a a musical marshmallow mayhem match at Summer, up next Summer Mania, where we had Brandon from New Jersey with Chubby Bunny, lots of marshmallows in his mouth, trying to sing wrestling themes. And uh, well, he wasn't very successful.
0: Oh, this sounds entertaining.
2: Yeah. How did Brandon stuff. do? Well, he almost died on a live stream. So <laughs> if you want to see the replay, youtube.com slash up next.
0: I mean, of all people to, uh, to give, uh, give that task to. I mean, Brandon from New Jersey. I mean, you're attempting fate right
2: there. It was like we were hitting him with a car.
0: <laughs> well, you need more of that in, in wrestling and everyday exactly. life if if you're Braden Harrington.
2: For sure.
0: uh, but there you go. That is going to wrap up the show, uh, gentlemen. Thank you very much uh, for hopping on. How was this for you guys? As a, uh, um, you know, riding a uh, riding shotgun here with me is it a little is it a little weird? This g- is g- lovely. G- g- we, g-
3: Give me feedback. We don't have to make a match graphic. We're not writing a description. It's this is great. Yeah, we, we can, do this everywhere. We can make
2: karaoke this. early. Yeah, we're gonna be fine, John. Uh, John. No, this
3: has been fun. I, I really enjoyed chatting with you, uh, John, because we, we haven't really done one of these, especially I know way back. Kind of, I filled in for a, like a roar or you. I've done individual run. shows
0: with you, but yeah, not uh, uh we, we did the uh, the best match ever together. Um, uh, but I don't know if we've done any other like, a
3: couple of years ago now. Yeah, I feel. yeah it was so, a while ago. Yeah,
2: I, I really enjoyed this, John. You 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 put up the the post signal in the sky and the BDE will answer anytime, especially to chat about dynamite. I mean, we usually take this, this night. We we, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, we do it anyways. And I mean, Hey, uh, waitings, uh, busy having babies. We're definitely here to to help anytime you want. This was a, a ton of fun. And you are the, no one, no one forget that John Pollock is the goat of this shit. And we are just honored to be here with you. Good, sir. We love you.
0: Well, whether I, whether I need, uh, people to jump on board or whether I'm out on my bike and am near your place. Oh, Oh, John, I got a new bike. My
2: first text. You got a new bike. Yeah. Let's go on a ride.
0: Let's go. We could, I I ride my bike all the time down there. All right.
2: Meet you at, uh, Kensington market. I've got to say,
0: let let me just (laughs) rant a little bit about like the Queens key area on the weekend. Dude, there are too many people in there. Like you, you literally, <laughs> dude, you're like Jungle Boy trying to navigate around people if you're on a bike situation because they just, they don't respect the bike lanes. It's just a flood of people yeah. that I was also like, it, it was a Jays double header day yeah. and they were like in between games. So it was just a mess out there, but my God, it is crazy down there.
3: You learn how to walk and part the Red Sea, I found. Cause yeah. uh, it takes me about 10 minutes to walk to my work and I'm not checking if, the Jays are playing or whatever. And sometimes I've left for work and it's as everyone's going in or everyone's coming out. And that's a 10-minute journey suddenly it becomes like fifteen because you're wading through people and you just gotta swing those arms walk fast and people pop it's i i'll tell you i'll tell you right now that skill a rant right now
2: it doesn't matter toronto any city don't ride your bicycle on the sidewalk
3: 100 especially you
2: uber eats people i love you bless you but don't ride it on the sidewalk and you electric scooter don't dude
0: don't even start the electric scooter people who like like, they've never seen a street before that they've ever made contact with it's like the sidewalk is mine it's like dude they're just like yeah, you you should not be anywhere near to the sidewalk what are
3: you doing i somewhat accidentally somewhat purposely tipped over a cyclist the other day <laughs> <laughs> they they ran into me <laughs> I, was on, I was on the sidewalk and, did you keep walking and they for... <laughs> like bumped into me and i kind of turned and went like whoa what are you doing but kind of in doing so i like he stumbled and fell back and was like a turtle on his back i'm like Bike lanes. Yeah, next time you There's see. There's lots of bike lanes in Toronto. Come on. You see a cyclist on the sidewalk,
2: hit him with your car. <laughs> All right? Not enough of that.
0: Okay, these two are going to prison. I'm going to bed. <laughs> uh, We're going after- out. <laughs> yeah, I gotta write up a description and do a graphic. So that that's uh that's my night for you folks. Very do you different lives uh, that I we can live. Do the
3: graphic,
0: uh no, no. I I am I. you your presence was my present tonight. Thank you guys. Right. Uh go check out all of their fine work. Patreon.com slash up and they are always dropping shows almost on a daily basis. So check out all of their work. Uh, at Up Next Podcast, where else can they go?
2: Yeah, I mean at Upnext Podcast on Twitter and our Facebook page but there's a facebook group and uh we'll let you in we all share funny memes and all the updates on the shows up next group on facebook and uh we're actually in the. we won't spoil anything but patrons you already know but we got some some changes coming to the bd in the near future so definitely be prepared for that and again any toronto people look forward to any updates on maybe some hangouts and some things going on when aw does make it to toronto but yeah, we podcast a lot. We do Best Match Ever, where we pick, we've done recently Best Match Ever, Razor Ramon, X Pac, Shawn Michaels, his first run. We're doing a Rey Mysterio. We do Retro NXT reviews. We do a lot
3: of uh, shows, guys. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Up Next, uh, Twitch.tv slash Up Next podcast, and Patreon.com slash Up Next. Uh, we
2: love doing this, John. We can't wait to do it again. All right.
0: That's going to uh, wrap everything up. Thank you to everybody for tuning in to Rewind to Dynamite. I'm back on Friday. Double header day on Friday, Bruce Lord, and then rewind to SmackDown with Kate from Montreal. So that will wrap things up. Thank you to all of you for tuning
2: in. Bless.